like the night shift on youtube right he goes like we're working late uh, you're working late and so are we it's time to clock in and uh, you know like uh, other youtubers always have like, some some kind of a catch phrase going mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know welcome back to the 9 to 5 so, like there's a lot of shit which i have but i don't i honestly don't know how sold i am on that personally so that's why i was like he, you know what uh, ha huh, we could do like okay uh something like you know we have it named as the 9 to 5 right and uh, you know we could something uh, we could do something like we're we're expecting people to play this out to get away or like kind of an escape from their own 9 to 5 all that you know stress and hecticness so we could do something right. like you know welcome to uh, the 9 to 5 and uh, like something about like how we can get their attention from their own 9 to 5 so oh, i don't know man something like that why is this the most difficult part ஆகிய a lot of stuff and that is the very reason why i'm getting like fatter by the minute so <laughs> yeah what what did you what we find today man like you making fried chicken ha huh, i made like some noodles and chili chicken so and had a uh, like that was pretty good man like that's pretty good i was like on a epic cooking streak until i made uh, brownies but then i undercooked them so like i was i convinced myself that the raw batter at the bottom of the cake tin was just fudginess not like cake like not brownie batter and then i ate the whole thing in one sitting and then i and then i had worst case of the stomach aches so i was on a really good cooking streak until that i made some pretty dope shit myself but then i started sticking shit into pans and eating raw cake batter so i was like too fucked up so i didn't continue <laughs> i've been surprising people a lot by you know just by the sheer amount of food i can fit into my mouth in a single go like people are surprised like like my mom gave me a piece of this cake and she's like go have some and i like just took it from her and ate it she's like where's the like cake she i like i ate it and she's like in one go i'm like yes so ha huh, like they they see sometimes seem disappointed sometimes horrified i don't know makes me feel bad about myself uh oh okay so tell me this uh, are you having people come to your place yet like prepare ha huh, like i i have did to be very honest i have some people over like in the beginning of the whole uh, lockdown thing i was pretty happy like okay i have some people to interact with but being the introvert i am at this point it seems very fucking irritating <laughs> i know you and you were going to say that <laughs> ha like it's very irritating man well, like okay so but you have like like family guests over or something ha yeah? ha 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 something like that so, i don't know man dude like uh, did you see like lockdown situations compared in india versus other places like in the us uh, i've seen a bunch of Oh, shit like it just doesn't seem like they're taking this thing so seriously like uh so that's the number of cases and in india uh, ever since they like let go of the lo- lockdown a little bit cases have been uh, most number of recorded cases per day 
This is a three-day mm-hmm. streak. So today is the third day when they recorded the most number of cases. So I don't know, man. You think they'll go back into lockdown again? I really don't know, man. Like at this point, I'm just you know going into the whole critical phase of just criticizing pretty much every government that is out <laughs> there. Like there is not one like government which I can pretty much say it. Hi, these guys did some good work. Like okay, I I heard about Vietnam and that was like some pretty good stuff. Like they just heard about the whole virus situation, and they instantly went to a lockdown. Like they really didn't care about their economy. They were really like we need to get the people, and like right now because the whole thing I I saw so many cases, and with each and every country, it all comes down to either you saving your people or either you save your economy, and Facts. all right, man. So on. Like if you look out, like we can pretty clearly see like what they are actually trying to save. So the priorities are pretty clear on that front. Not like the I think the biggest challenge for them was, uh, dude. Actually, honestly speaking, in my opinion, like Vietnam is such a small country, like a relatively mm-hmm. small economy. India is right. one of the biggest. So uh, there's like so there's I think it's very subjective based on the country. Like US had uh, trouble, but but you, what US did was. Was fucking stupid, man. Like you, you don't, you don't fuck with shit like that. India, I think they did like a decent job of it by you know trying to ca- curb the thing at the start. But now they're letting go and they're not letting it go sequentially. So now we're just getting screwed all over, man. Like now mm-hmm. they got so desperate about the economic situation that uh, you don't. They just kind of let go of the lockdown, dude. You can't just tell people that uh, you know uh, use your common sense and only go out for super important work. And not enforce it and expect it to work. So uh, that's I think that's where we're losing it a little bit, man. But anyways, man, we're still stuck at how or stuck at our homes. Like schools not opening or nothing. So. Ah uh-huh, right, like that is one thing I'm pretty happy about. Like not exactly happy, man. Like it's a very bittersweet situation for me. Like oh, I yeah. definitely do miss the people back at school. But you know, with the whole online classes and stuff, that you know really puts me in a mood. Like you know, for this just. Let's not talk about that stuff. Like <laughs> I got here to talk about something else, so let's not talk about all that. Dude, like sometimes I'm like really, really glad uh, that I got so much time uh, to spend with myself because uh, right before the lockdown was initiated, man, I was going through some serious shit, man. Like, I was I was really screwed up in my head about some some stuff, and and because of that, I was really happy that I got all this time to myself to. to Think shit through and and make myself better, but yet again, uh, the entire day with myself, that gave me more time to be screwed up in my own head, like fight with my own self. So it was screwed up, but it's still nice. And a lot of people are just like complaining that quarantine is getting to them and something like I'm I'm happy. Honestly speaking, I'm happy. Like I have such a good routine set in man. Like I I wake up every day at fucking six 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 a.m. You know, like I I get a workout and I do my studies and shit. Like sleep on time. Uh, I'm attending all my classes. I'm giving all my tests. I'm like doing my work. I'm I'm really happy, man. Like I I I always struggle. The only thing which I always struggle is with that I get so exhausted after school that the rest of my day is really screwed up and I struggle having to study and do my other stuff. But now that I'm at home, I'm Kind of a slob sometimes, so I don't really have to worry about all that. I actually like it. Right, right, right. I mean, dude, that's like a really good thing, you know, getting all your stuff back on track. Like, if anything, I had, you know, had it going like you for the first three weeks, 
and i don't know man like after you know i was like okay sunday i'm not going to do something and that is still going on so <laughs> i i didn't and the thing is like on top of it i'm just like i was pretty dedicated like okay i'm going to do all the stuff and it did show too but the thing oh. is i i'll be pretty honest man uh, like yesterday i got to know apparently there is an active case right in my society oh, so that really you know just i didn't know not not scary but ha huh, like uh, people are a bit panicky uh, out here so kaya is like it's going to get in your head man like if, if there's somebody who got fucked with the shit like right living below me or something man i'd be scared man. like I, i'll be paranoid not scared paranoid ha huh. and like the only like i'm just like not happy but i'm just all right the the, uh, the lady who contacted is actually in the other block and she had some like some kidney problems and all that stuff so like okay yeah. it's right but the thing yeah. is i'm scared <laughs> about the whole <laughs> yeah right i mean you shouldn't be like laughing about it but i don't know man. i mean we did just being honest man. we we just did we just did like both of us <laughs> just did so ha <laughs> ha shame on ourselves let's just fucking carry on <laughs> Ah, so it's weird, man. Like I, I get what you're trying to say with like the like countries and stuff. Like things are different for each and uh, other uh, every country. So, but I don't know, man. Like to be very honest, I'm just the only thing I'm checking up is like how like things are going on on the whole vaccine development. I know that's gonna take up years. Like that is the only thing I'm reading everywhere that is gonna take up years to find a proper, you know, fully formulated vaccines. But the and produce it man the production is the point like i read so much stuff about how they might come for the vaccine by maybe september maybe december maybe early next year that's right, what the problem right, right. they come up they like some real smart asses in that industry man but the mass production to get out get it out to all 8 billion people who live uh, on this planet world that's a tough part and they can't they have such limited capacity on vaccine production right man and people. this this is just the plot for a you know good you know zombie outbreak movie like your vaccine I, went I, wrong people are turning I, like i don't know all sorts of weird shit is going on in my head right now <laughs> dude seriously man. and I, i don't know so so like you i i you said that at the start you were like really dedicated with your routine and then it just got screwed over it was like totally obvious for me i was like our oh, quarantine i ain't going to do shit like so i just I was just like lying there like a like a fucking blue whale some like stuff stuffing myself the entire day just like doing nothing wasting my life and I was happy doing that for like 2 weeks or something and I was like yeah this is the freaking life I I'm, I'm not going to do anything in quarantine because shit will be so slow in even in school and and in my other classes and stuff that I won't have much to cover up once the lockdown uh, is open but then the lockdown just kept on getting extended and extended and I was like oh shit man I'm going to get screwed if I don't pick my shit up so like two three weeks in i was like all right i'm done and then i just uh, picked myself together so that was nice there is a lot of anxiety associated with me just wasting my time i was like you know what i'm not doing enough and i'm like super competitive so i was like you know like people are going to take advantage of this time and uh, you know get ahead of me and uh, and the problem i was that will i be able to cope up with the lifted lockdown so all that running in my head and i was like all right screw this so i just like got up brush the dust off my shoulder and there i am <laughs> that's cool man like that's really cool we that this is like the dude you know what's really sad though like i really wanted to go to school this year we like like compare comparison to the us we the seniors in high school right so right. 12th grade 
like come on man top of the fucking food chain bro like why won't you want to go to school like <laughs> like this is the year whenever like i was younger i would always think like oh dude like i'll, I'll reach the 12th grade sometime it's going to be a while but it's going to be so cool and here i am in the 12th grade and i'm sitting at home with a coffee in my hand doing absolutely nothing <laughs> and it's bad this is just like wasteful man I know, and like no one saw this coming. Like no one did. I like I really relate to that part, man. Like I really thought, like after I gave my finals, I was really in the mood, like fuck it, I'm really gonna pick myself up in 2020. Gonna do all the stuff I was thinking of doing, and all of that surprisingly was related, like in some way or the other, me going out somewhere. So. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. Like the whole like, world came together to show a finger to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so planning to go on vacation or something? Not vacation, man. Like I was really uh, like getting into all this exploration and stuff. Like I've had, oh, I've uh, right and uh, pictures and all that. I was really getting into all that. And right in the beginning, I had found a few spots and all that. So I was just logging it all that I got oh. this spot here and all that stuff. And day 2 or day 3 man i get the news that okay it's all happening and you know slowly slowly like my parents started telling me that he shouldn't be going out so much and i guess uh, f- 5 days later i don't know man i was totally in my home going nowhere at all and that's it that's it like yeah man the whole thing was so sudden like one day uh, maybe like february or something it was just like a virus in in china that was happening you keep hearing about it in the news or oh, it's like a sad situation it's getting out of hand this that it's spread to a couple of the country but you're not too worried and then suddenly in march you're listening to the uh, you know prime minister address the nation and be like you're going in a nation wide lockdown and you, you you guys better get your shit together and they like, start social distancing and all that i was fucked up like nobody saw it coming literally that's what that's what's kind of scary to me man like nobody predicted it and the severity of it was uh, it's like non scalable actually Uh, and it's pretty funny man like uh, not the virus thing but the things we did before <laughs> it right like Sorry. we were very like now that i realize it we were very unhygienic man oh. like, way too much like i remember that i used to like climb out to my classes and stuff so i was you know literally just moving my hand up the rails the walls like i was touching everything and then yeah. of course my face and now that i know it so i'm like okay wow i was a really really unhygienic person before all this like now the only difference is i'm just conscious of it that's it yeah dude you know what's really surprising like i had this habit of like touching my face a lot and like uh, you know like bumping my specs back up my nose and stuff and i just like scratch like, i had my scro- uh, like really raggedy beard and shit but dude like since my hands were so dirty because once again i have a pretty shitty habit of like touching but <laughs> so like so it actually uh, surprisingly enough it actually increased my acne man. i didn't know that would happen so that was like a major contributor to my acne ever since i stopped doing that and ever since i started taking care of my skin like bro i'm a fucking abercrombie abercrombie model bro like damn <laughs> right i mean like i'm noticing things about me like i was like not even aware of that they even existed like I like I saw, okay one funny thing is like I saw all the guys in like classes all right and like of after I guess the second week everyone like almost everyone shaved their heads and it's really funny <laughs> because back in school 
those exact dudes were complaining that they should be you know allowed to have long hair in school and all that and one week into quarantine those guys just legit shaved off all oh, the yeah. hair everybody everybody's rocking the buskers and it's stupid it's stupid and there's me who i don't know man he's just like constantly i'm growing my hair and i got okay i don't know if i told you this i but i got like a part of my hair like highlighted so i'm <laughs> running around with Damn. that right highlighted what like blonde ha uh-huh. yes like actually uh, one of my friends was doing this i was like okay man i i really want to see how it goes and she came in and uh, she like you know just took a strand and just uh, put a bleach on it she's like okay now you're going to have it too so i'm like okay cool and i didn't object to it i was like okay what is like the worst case scenario the whole thing just goes away and i have to go back to school i was not even worried then i was like okay let's see how it goes but after i don't know it's been more than a month or two i i really don't know i really don't know but so far it looks like it i know it's just like now seems familiar like i don't wake up looking at it like wow. <laughs> you'd be like oh damn okay. huh. you like you don't look at yourself at the beginning and go like i'm shit dude the number of like want to be ig uh, thought thoughts that like everybody who listens to this knows and can relate to this and i'm so sorry if i like offended anybody who's is a want to be ig thoughts it's like you can look in be you can be who you want to be but the number of stories i've seen in which they go like Oh, finally gonna highlight my hair this color, and then they put that shit on, and then they take another selfie, and like, oh, I can't really even tell what happened, but okay, and I'm like, you dumb broad, it's so, <laughs> it's so annoying, man. I've seen it way too many times, and this like particular with like those three, four, like really, fuck, okay, oh god, like please don't like hold me accountable when I reach the gates of heaven, <laughs> but like those really, really ugly, like. people i won't even say women because guys do this too and then they uh-huh. highlight their hair and then they make sad stories with excessive filters that it didn't work out so annoying man so annoying that's why like nah, like i ain't gonna i ain't gonna mess with my hair like that right i i get it man like i don't know man this is just a very very personal opinion but instagram just is a very weird place for me now and this comes from me like being on there for like i don't know man two and a half years and uh-huh. at this point it's just very weird man like the whole whole place is just very weird and i don't know where it comes from i i really don't i mean the man i was like really happy like oh like i, I have these many followers like I, i i i'm in touch with like some old friends and this and that but dude i find myself pulling out of like literally metaphorically pulling my cock out of like so <laughs> many situations with where i, I was enjoying myself like so many group chats and so many group like groups and like uh, interactions with people who I didn't like just because of getting a social media high out of it and i find myself just pulling out of those situations now because this is don't intrigue me anymore i find i oftentimes find it beneath my mental capacity to waste my hours on instagram right like that is the word for it the mental capacity man like that is one thing i totally drained out on like back when i was on there like i find one on one conversations far more interesting than being in groups and all that stuff man and yeah. it's weird like my this opinion is formulated on you know like a lot of things like i saw this cartoon strip once about this uh, like it's just nothing all right it's just 
two or three frames and it's about someone like puts in some very random stuff like she ate a burger and she's like okay. she puts uh, puts it up on her story and that's it. she's just like asking for likes like it's very simple you ate something but on there you're a totally different person now you want to tell a hundred more people that you ate a burger doesn't make any sense in like in a rational world man like it's weird <laughs> Dude, eat your fucking burger and shut up. <laughs> I don't want to see exactly. that. Yeah, if it. anything, I'm going to be really sad if I see that while eating my khijari. So that, that oh, is yeah. not cool. Oh, yeah. Like uh, eating some freaking dal rice and shit. You see, dude, I'm so addicted to YouTube shows like uh, Worth It by BuzzFeed. Like Binging with right. Babish. Like the all these food shows and shit. Holy crap. Dude, I'm so addicted. I literally go to sleep. watching this so i'm like la- laying in my bed and the laptop's open and i'm just like with my head tilted sideways and i'm just like doing that shit i am so desperately hooked to that shit like i i see the kind of food that people are cooking and i see the kind of spreads which they have and i feel so all right i don't know how controversial this may sound are you okay are you like a devout hindu by the way uh not exactly man like i'm pretty open to everything All right. Like it's so, confusing at my side. I'll uh, that is one thing. This, I this is a whole another topic of discussion, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually save this one. Like, ha, huh, this I'm seems gonna, pretty interesting. Like, I haven't even heard it, but this does seem pretty interesting. All right. So my point being, like, I really sometimes wish that there was enough beef in India because some of the stuff which I see, I see, I see these baby back ribs, I I see mm-hmm. these steaks. I see these burgers. I see these like smash burgers, cheeseburgers, all of that shit. Dog, damn! Like anytime you want to eat beef in India, and I'm so sorry if any devout Hindu listens to this, but anytime you want to eat beef in India, you like have to go to like some really really shady like corner like kebab shop and be like, like where's the good stuff? And then he then he like like a really shady drug dealer is gonna bring out a little black colored polythene bag filled with beef and he's like, banana kya? And then you like, ah, banana do. And you know it's so it's so weird. Hmm. So I don't know, man. I really sometimes wish that, but I don't know. It was a nice religion. <laughs> Yeah, like if anything, people out here would be far more chill with you dealing coke than dealing in beef. Beef, so, really, man, damn. But if you deal coke inside the beef, then you like truly screwed. Okay, now you're like asking for it. Now you're asking <laughs> for it. <laughs> Dude, it, it, I think in India, uh, the major mentality when it comes to consumption of meat is like. Higher order organism is like you, like you shouldn't eat that. It's not even about the large population of Hindus in India and they worshiping uh, worshiping cows and considering them sacred and stuff, uh, and and uh, the large population of Muslim people are considering uh, the same having a similar situation with the uh, pork. But it's just like I, I've seen people have a weird mentality and they might not like attribute it to their religious practices, but the higher the organism. More they have a problem with it. So if you like go around and tell people like uh, like you eat chicken or you, or you eat fish, they'll be like moderately okay with it. If you say you eat lamb, they'll be like, oh come on man, that's like too much. If you tell them that you like bacon and stuff, they'll be like, yeah, fuck you, get out of here. Like like you sicko and all that shit. It's weird, man. It's a weird. It's a weird place in India. Ah uh, man, the thing is like people are not you know like totally like it's been. a long time it's been a long time since a lot of stuff happened and the thing is we're still not grasping the whole idea of like people can do whatever they want like uh-huh. they still are not comfortable with that idea 
Yeah, you're right, man. And and this exact thing is a basis for so many suppressed groups in India. As a matter of fact, dude, this is like turning into a slightly political conversation. Should we save this for another episode? Ah, uh, sure. Like, like I like this, but we're gonna be coming off a little strong here in the first one. Let me put this right. down in my notes, and we can refer to this. Ah, later. like we can, we can definitely, you know, cut this out. Like, we can just do some stuff and then get him. Like, not us. That's like all on you, man. I don't know shit about all that. No, no, I'm gonna keep this part in because it was actually really, it was actually turning out to be slightly insightful. But mm-hmm. actually, uh, I'm trying to stick with a lighter theme for this first episode because all right, all right, I, that's what I'm a little bit more comfortable with, and like that comes with practice. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I haven't been roasted. So, dude, have you been watching anything new, like some sitcoms or man? Ha! Like th- that is the thing. Like I completed The Office, and I'm watching Parks and Recreation and a few Parks more. Parks and like, Rec. Parks and Rec is so sick. Parks and Rec is so sick, man. Dude, Tom Havenford is just amazing. Like that guy, <laughs> Aziz Ansari. Oh my god! Like and okay, funny thing. Okay, so I got all of that stuff, but I don't know. Someone messed up the whole thing, and in I'm in se- at season two right now, and right after episode one, I jumped to episode eleven. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but it did. All right, and I saw I guess seven more episodes, and then somehow I realized. Wait, hold up. I have like missed out on nine more episodes, and I didn't <laughs> even realize it. So, and I find that like pretty awesome because these shows, you know, really don't have something going on with each and every episode that it's all connected. Yeah, that's that's so man. that's pretty awesome. And dude, I don't know. This is just like a personal opinion, but with shows like Parks and Rec and The Office, the first few episodes were always like a little on the slower side. So like. You had to really stick with it to get the interest going, and after a certain point, it's just like purely addictive. The and, and these are all like one cam, like one camera format, right? Like it seems like it's on one camera. Everything is on one right. camera, right? So the show, which really did a good job about uh, having uh, great first episodes, and they just like hooked you right from the start, is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right, right. I was just gonna say that. She's golden. I rewatched the whole thing, and like. This is going to be probably my third time rewatching it. I love, I love that show so it's amazing. What a right. show! And the thing is, like the whole production team and uh, has always been like Parks and Rec, The Office, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. The production team has been the same. And so even that... some of the writers, apparently. Right, right, right. I think uh, it's won like two Golden Globes or something, right? Like uh, I don't know. I don't know. Has it won an Emmy yet? I really don't know. I I'm just like not the kind of guy who you know like first looks at the whole you know how much they've gained and all that. I'm like okay, this seems interesting. Let's just get into it, and okay. then I move on to you know like just sacrifice my soul to the whole show. So <laughs> that is the kind of stuff that happens. Yeah, they won two Emmys, man. Nice. That's pretty sick, dude. They're doing so well. At the start, I remember how there was like it didn't gain much traction till like. uh maybe the fourth or fifth season but then there was like this wave of people who were watching brooklyn nine nine in school and i just got hooked man brooklyn nine nine is good like damn i never get told man i've seen it like i don't know three times at least this is my third time going so it never gets old ha like that is like you can totally credit that to the like highly well written characters like each and every character is so well written it's just amazing oh yeah and like the And they focus episodes on 
development and uh, development of characters and they often touch on these really really pressing social matters in such a like satirical like nice relaxed way but they still put across such a clear message i think it's some of the best writing on a tv show like ever it's amazing like really really well. and i've seen like a bunch like i've seen like uh, i've seen seinfeld i've seen uh, some of uh, the freshman to belly i've seen a bunch of sitcoms man and after that i'm saying like with an educated opinion that uh, this is like some of the best writing in a sitcom brooklyn nine nine right 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 so uh, i recently saw this uh, another show on netflix it's called white lines have you heard of it uh no dude so like i saw i just saw the trailer and then i, I and i had to hit like the remind me when it releases button so basically the show is about how there is this uh, girl and her older brother left for visa uh, like 20 years ago but then died apparently just like disappeared so she goes right. there and there's some ongoing investigation and they find a body in the desert okay and they run some dna and stuff and the police officer tells that woman that uh, that you know what this is your brother and he's buried in and then she just draws up this conclusion that like uh, he was murdered and and apparently he was like a dj and something and he was like really good at it i just seen like two episodes so so she goes to visa and then she wants to solve this thing and she wants to find out who killed her brother right that's not the interesting part like in all honesty man the storyline they could be a could be i guess it could be better i mean they did a nice job but it could be better what's intriguing to me is what they what all they've shown about visa bro i jacked off three times in the first episode okay was, well interesting information right there yeah and some people would argue it's too much but i i i got to be candid with you man it's it's huh, and like or everything bro bro <laughs> Ibiza is I, it just like reinforced all my go to Ibiza and rage my face off dreams like I I you know like when uh, Logan Paul's brother Jake Paul got married so they went to Ibiza for his honeymoon and they like raged so Logan Paul came back from there and he made a podcast episode about his time in Ibiza dude still one of my favorite episodes ever because dude like you go to Ibiza and you automatically have like a flip switch that goes like sick fuck mode on and then you just like rage your face out to so sick huh. like i guess that is one of the few places where you can be like just a total splitting image of what you are right now and everyone is comfortable with that's the like beauty of it like not even one person is going to uh, come up to you saying like what kind of a sick person you are if anything you're going to find 10 more people like you right there <laughs> and worse If you think like you're a you're a limit of some kind, you're gonna find like fucking forty people who are doing worse shit than you. It's crazy, man. Huh? Like okay, like that is the thing. We just find competition even in the weirdest of places. <laughs> It's like every time, every time I'm like sitting alone or something, and I and I think about all this because I consider it like manifestation for my future. And every time I think of every time I think of this shit, I'm like, I gotta start practicing, man. I, I gotta build up that capacity. I, I don't want to be like the lightweight good Ibiza. Like, just like took three shots and is sitting in the corner. Like, I don't want to do that. Ah, totally blasted. I I get it. I get it. Man, you know places like these. You know, you just like see about them like on YouTube and all that stuff, or read about them, and that is enough for you to get pumped up. Like. Imagine if a place can do that to you just by you, like you reading about it. Imagine what it would do to you if you actually got there. Like that's just 
i don't know man really amazing in my opinion yeah and see like i've i have accepted the fact that i'm going to go to ebc and i'm going to come back with multiple health issues like i accept the fact and i'm glad that is going to like dude logan paul's podcast let me refer it he says that in a normal night he just participate like partying he'll have like what eight shots of tequila something like that in ibiza per night around 40 ఫార్టీటీబీతా like it's already bizarre like ibiza but it's like too whack for me to like say like ibiza so i'm just going to stick with the bizarre but dude the place is so beautiful though man it's like really beautiful i i love it no placing places like these and like there's a uh, burning man and you're like you know stuff oh. like this is you know that gets you all pumped up like ha huh, if you want to like get out of here and then you know do just you could be anything you could be just again <laughs> dealing coke there and there is no problem beef dealing coke in beef <laughs> in beef no no, no one to stop you no one to stop you at all people might make burgers out of that beef though bro like they they want to get like all coked up okay, can you get coked up by eating coke i don't think so i, I that, that's another I would, conversation we definitely <laughs> have to check on that All right, let me let me Google it up for you. It's like curiosity, man. Can you get coke <laughs> coke up by ingesting it? Okay. Uh, what happens? Uh, okay. So apparently, there's no such thing. But okay, so like you, you know how like people follow like condoms filled with drugs before because they want to struggle like smuggle it across borders so like i read this shit like some guy like the baggie exploded in his stomach like one of the condoms exploded and the like, coke just flooded his stomach and he got pretty fucked up too so i guess so i guess coke beef burgers will do dude you got to put a patent out in this shit man <laughs> coke beef burgers <laughs> right sounds sounds like a business plan but definitely not for here no nah, definitely bro like i i i i am going to deal with that bro like <laughs> ha beef coke like, did you do did you see where we started we started at quarantine and now we're talking about coke and beef burgers uh, and see this is what blows my mind and that's why i love these kind of conversations man ah uh, like that is the whole beauty of it like you can go from point a to i don't know man jumping to b c then j g there is there's no set route for it and that's pretty funny like if you you know just look back at it like how you connected the dots it's really funny to be honest <laughs> real bro and 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 this like an infinite space around you where the conversation can go and you know what truly i think uh, if over time if you can bring a certain versatility to a podcast like i think i think that will give it more potential to blow up like uh, like how we can discuss like really pressing social issues along with absolutely whack shit like coke and beef burgers right, right so right, right. i think i think all the all the versatility as a matter of fact is what i think makes impulsive the one of the most successful podcasts like it won podcast of the year during the streamies and things and and it's 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 this kind of stuff that really uh, really gets me going and it, this is the kind of stuff that keeps people entertained 
and especially at our age group like something like joe rogan uh, excuse me the, uh, joe rogan is a little bit more on the serious side so he so mm-hmm. if he has like a like a, like a doctor or somebody on he's going to have like a really meaningful knowledge giving conversation and, and like just so just that like and like uh, put it in stone to joe rogan is jesus man like he is so knowledgeable it's insane like i, I want to reach his level when i grow old but he focuses on that but then if he has some of his spotted comedian friends on <laughs> so they're having a totally back and different kind of conversation so that there's versatility there also but i'm trying to have a little bit more uh versatility in, in each episode because i think uh, that will really entertain people and i think that will really keep pe- uh, people on their feet and like keep people listening and and wanting more so Huh, that's like a pretty good idea and like with this whole conversation thing we're going uh, with i guess that's going to help out a lot because with no set agendas you're like uh, like i like i said right in the beginning like we should have some subjects that you should talk about later on i thought about it and i was like okay i am pretty wrong in this because that would really restrict the conversation to like you know sticking to the topics that we uh, have thought out before recording so yeah. this seems pretty great to me and and it's like people people do like really really good jobs of having uh, like segmented shows and things and uh, from a consumption standpoint i don't think i enjoy uh, stuff which is highly segmented uh, as compared to something that is a little bit more literally on the more impulsive side of things you know like uh, more versatile it covers a wide variety of topics because dude my my brain uh, like hops from so many things all the time that i i often struggle with like uh, focusing up on things so that's why covering so many topics actually helps uh, helps me keep engaged uh, so and i was thinking about the same thing because uh, i think the demographic that we targeting with our podcast is more uh, people of our age like maybe uh, uh, te- like all teenagers mostly and uh, maybe i don't know if we can uh, influence some early 20s people but i don't know so that's a demographic that we're looking at and i think uh, most of the people in our age group have a similar mindset and we have you know started this at a pretty opportune time people are just sitting at their like you know on their asses they like nothing much to do so yeah. i guess we had some like something good came out of all this quarantine thing yeah do it if like if if it's received decently enough and like if, if i'm happy with what i'm putting out man no problem man i think we'll go pretty sick and huh. like the podcast space in, yeah what were you saying no no go on man go on so i was saying and the podcast space in india uh is and and in the world is growing so incredibly fast right now it's one of the most profitable uh streams of media right now mm-hmm. like um in 2018 they estimated that in a couple of years the podcast industry will be a 1 billion dollar industry and that couple of years time is now like thousands of podcasts being started every day and more and more listeners like i think the statistics were like in 2019 like 100 like 60 to 70 uh, million americans listen to a podcast every week and that's just america right and there's so many people and and india is such a fast developing fast uh, developing country uh, people are engaging in all kinds of content all the time so the and the podcast space in india is really tiny right now there's a very few things that are going on so uh, it'll be it'll be nice if we can uh, you know fit in uh, in that space and make, and leave a nice mark right and the thing is uh, like you never know what kind of stuff people might be interested in like we're talking about anything or you could have any sort of idea in your mind 
and you really don't know what people might be interested in maybe something that that's going on in your head and you you know just in your mind you kill the idea that okay man people are not going to like it you never know it could really blow up later on if you get to it so the best thing you could do with any idea that you have is to you know like work on it for a bit and see how it goes because a lot of unexpected stuff happens when you you know go out like that yeah and i do it uh, i don't know like i know you're an artist right you you do photography you do you do uh, you draw you sketch you paint like you're an artist on that level i'm an artist on some level you and i'm photographer uh, i like now, now you're just being really bra- a modest one right now, that is being really modest hey man yeah i'm being modest like let's be honest <laughs> 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 all right so anyways like even i i, I like my own uh, i have my own art form right like every I, i'm an artist on that level and and you're an artist too so there's like a, a very uh, you know like a like a craving inside which is like like i have to put out some of the other form of content man like it if i'm not having a decent content output man i am not satisfied i am not happy like these I wanted to start this podcast uh, around September of last year, and I have been having just the shittiest time that I, I didn't do anything about it for all that time. So I tried so many times. I tried it with so many different people, and people are just not willing to, you know, uh, people don't have similar like similar images and situations in their mind. For me, if I'm not creating any sort of content, it's hurting me. It's hurting who who I stand for, and. Uh, and it's like it's like a sort of like a thinking feeling in my stomach that uh, like you know like oh my god like i can do so much shit with my life but i'm not and 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 that's worse than worthlessness for me so so this podcast if anything it feeds that and to know that i have the power to impact so many people by my words and by this conversation that i'm having with you is is such a such a feeling of of power and such a feeling of authority and it it's like really in my head it gives me a chance to do good to the, to to the world like i'm i'm only 16 like i'm a really really small part of this planet like i'm 1/8 billionth of everything <laughs> but by virtue of the social media stuff that i have going on it it the just the thought that i have the power to influence people is so so satisfying man and that's why like i really really want to keep this up right man and somewhere along the lines i do share the vision too like the thing is i know that i got to like uh, wrap up school and then get to uh, universities on that but somewhere inside i really like for certain i know that this is not the stuff i want to roll with like i want to do something you know on much on the like creative side so the, okay uh, something that you know very interesting than th- uh, thing that happened recently is i started writing a bit all right and like oh. just you know just plots and all that stuff about yeah. i don't know man like maybe a book maybe a tv show and so like i was just doing all that stuff so one of my friends approached me and we were just talking about all this stuff and she told me like she had some uh, three different descriptions just random as descriptions about some stuff and she asked me to, if i could do anything with those descriptions and it and by the like hardly in half an hour i was able to make three different plots 
uh, through uh, those descriptions. So I don't know. She was pretty blown away by it, and uh, I told a few more people about it, and they too seem pretty impressed. So that you know gives me some level of encouragement that I should go on with this. Like I am not that confident in my art right now that you know I can just wrap up school and be like, okay, this is the stuff I want to do because I uh-huh. need something. to on my back foot all right i really need something like that and right. of course like dude if anything it really very very simply comes down to i need a shit ton of money like when i grow <laughs> up all right that is the one thing it comes down to people can be saying stuff like okay you don't need money there's like ton of people out there who say that <laughs> let me remind you those are the very people who are sitting on a like huge pile of cash all right that yeah. you get to that level you are allowed to say whatever the fuck you want to say all right yeah, but <laughs> you cannot you cannot be just one lousy ass guy with like broke as fuck and be like yeah man like money really doesn't get you anywhere you need that shit all right you really do need that shit <laughs> okay let me let me uh, let me be the devil's advocate here all right? right so you say that you want to earn money first and then indulge in your art but mm-hmm. if uh if your art is what is truly your calling and just by virtue of the experimentation you can do you can set yourself in a situation where you can actually make a living out of your art really early on in your life right i i, I just wanted to put this out to anyone who might be hearing and to you but i i already know that you know what i'm talking about right now but right. the problem with being with this is that what if it fails so that's why you got to find a balance in which you have something working on the back foot and something in which you genuinely interest investing your time in to make a career out of and if those thing two things are going side by side and this cannot continue indefinitely at one point one of those things is going to take over and then you're going to have to dedicate all your time to that either you building a conventional career or either you going all in with your art like you're going to have to pick and, pick and choose at some point but at the start especially at how versatile we are at our age and how we don't have so many responsibilities if we can keep those two things going on side by side like really really fast really really hard we can easily find ourselves in situations where we can uh, make the choice where we can probably pursue our art forms as our careers and like really early on too because i'll be honest with you man i share the same vision with you that this regular bullshit is not my calling man it's not so i feel you bro i totally feel you. i get uh-huh. you that's it two guys with the podcast named 9 to 5 criticizing <laughs> the very 9 to 5 9 to 5 <laughs> but that is us people that's awesome like <laughs> do it it's like uh, it's ironical actually but i like it Ha, but ha, that the irony is actually great part of it because you know man okay so there is this very interesting saying that i read about and it's uh, it goes something like it's better to be the man in the blanket complaining about the snow uh, than to be the guy in the snow complaining about the man in the blanket and it's uh, like it really does move me like seriously <laughs> man you cannot okay a very basic thing in philosophy goes on something like uh, we as like a uh, like a human needs three very basic things all right so that is food shelter and your own very physical right. needs right uh, and right. as yep. you go up you your you will have the desire to have something better in it like it could branch off into more things for sure but that mm-hmm. is like the three primary things that you need 
and as you go up that ladder there is a point of satisfaction that you reach where you can you can get actually philosophical about it all right then you can say stuff like uh, about food you can say anything about anything like no one is going to stop you but you cannot like you can not have a broke ass guy being philosophical he cannot be philosophical because if anything he's going to be very concerned with where his next meal is going to come from than being philosophical in the moment and like who will accept philosophy from a guy who is accomplished absolutely nothing in life like right man if he might be speaking like absolute facts but how is he going to market it right because our, our brains function on what we see instead of what's the actual value you know and, and that's a pretty good conversation to actually that's it man like that's yeah. the thing like that is one part where we as society totally fail because we see people in their own like okay if anything i am a part of that very system because i'm not going to be like a total you know hypocrite here i just said that i need money and of course i do because i want to make a mark somewhere man like i seriously yeah. need to do that like but at the end of it you know like on a, you're just one weak ass guy dying on your bed and you're like what <laughs> did you do with your life so there should be something good that you know you know you can just look back to maybe a hot broad just by your side or something man like you you need something <laughs> dude that you can be like uh, lenny fader from grown up like have salma hayek or something i don't know so right. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude my point being even i feel this uh, actually at some level everybody feels the need to leave a mark on this world some people choose really really bad means to do it and i mean obviously i'm not want to judge good or bad but just some stuff which is like really really messed up like hitler <laughs> but okay that's also another conversation what hitler did was that good or bad i'm actually actually like this is such golden shit which i just come up with randomly i'm going to actually note this one down too but at some level everybody wants to leave a mark right, right. and uh, the difference that will set a person the the difference between somebody who actually does leave a mark and that Like we guess guy dying on his bed and questioning his life and everything that he's achieved. The difference between those two is what did they do about it. So at this point, even though this is just we what like fifty minutes into the first episode, right? Right now, if somebody asks me, "Have you left your mark on the world?" I'd be like, "Nope," but I'm trying to. I'm not trying to by like doing stupid shit like you know just. Vi- having like visions in my head and i will like oh, i'm going to like make stacks and stacks of cash and i'm going to have this big house in la and all of this stuff i'm actually doing something about it and and this is what people have to realize that until and unless you have done anything about uh, any until and unless you've done anything about any means in which you can achieve your goals just dream on buddy like you you'll be that weak ass guy laying in bed if you don't do anything about it just the first episode i don't know how uh, how much we'll be able to continue this right it's like nobody knows like we both may just get sucked up in all 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 our work because we are in 12th grade after all but right. at least i can say that i tried and i made a genuine effort to make something out of uh, out of my uh, i don't even know if i want to call it passion but okay passion for content creation and and uh, actually did something about it so i won't have the regret ki you know oh, fuck i didn't do anything about anything about it and i just sat there and i just had these thoughts but here i am stuck with this you know whack ass job which i don't enjoy so i i won't have the regret man that that is my main goal i shouldn't i shouldn't regret that you know what i could have started that time and i could have made something out of myself but i didn't utilize that opportunity 
that's that's right. the one thing fear yeah and like if anything that regret is far more heavier than the you know guilt of something that you know you didn't fail like that's okay you tried it didn't happen you're going to be fairly chill with it than to be you know thinking that oh man i did nothing about it like that is something all right if anything okay uh, like any piece of motivation i can give right now is a very okay th- just three words all right the thing is and this comes pretty close to the heart and the words like the whole thing being you if anything like any day if anyone comes up and asks you like what are you like not in a whole like as identities and all that stuff not about that but like how can you say that you left a mark and all that stuff you can just only say that you are wiser than yesterday like that is one thing that really does count because if anything man with each and every day you're learning something or the other and you really don't know maybe it benefits you tomorrow maybe it benefits you 5 years down the line but it does mm. and that is one fact we you know like really fail to realize that we are learning something in the present we're just either way to you know hooked on to our past and whatever shit that happened with us before that we just forget that we can right in this very moment change all of that but we just yeah i don't know man we don't have the vision for it and and even those who do have the vision like as long as they don't take that first step it's going to stay a vision and it's not going to and like i've struggled with so many ideas uh, and wanting to do so much shit but I, but nothing has come out of most of them because i didn't uh, you know uh, push the necessary means to achieve whatever i wanted to and this is me making a desperate attempt to do that where if somebody says ki you know what that at that point you could have done this and you could have had so much success come out of it i'll be like you know what man i tried but it didn't work out so that's why i'm here instead right. so at least right. I, I, when somebody says that you could have done it at that time at, at least i won't be in a position to be like yeah man you know like i i fucked up i was like focusing on the wrong shit and i wasted my time instead i'll be like you know what man i tried but it didn't work out so yeah ah oh, man it's pretty good Hey, like, seems like a pretty good note to end the first episode on. Man, we like uh, pulling into fifty-five minutes now. All right, man. So this yeah, wrap it up. It's pretty sick first episode, my guy. Like, uh, it's pretty pretty good. I, I, to anybody who is listening right now, I really hope that there was some sort of value which you could derive out of this fucking stupid okay. conversation. Ah, and if and, anything, uh, two very bold ass guys i don't know about <laughs> you but i'm one pretty bold ass guy like i'm i'm just you know dragging my ass through each in each of those online classes and you know like really getting to me like i i am going to let you in on my social life that shit doesn't exist i'm legit talking to this one person and that's it all right that's you like i get to you on like recording and stuff but besides that i just have one person that i'm talking to on a daily basis and that's it that's how so <laughs> if anything man that's it man that's just it so i'm just one very bold ass guy so all right two bold ass guys pro hate to provide some value to you hate to provide uh, hate to make your day just a tiny bit better hate to make you just a tiny bit happier and i hope all of that really happened this is the first episode and i really enjoyed it myself i think i'm going to i think we should keep this going because it was so much fun what do you say bro sure man i'm just pretty like pumped up for it like if anything i'm just going to vent out 
every messed up thing that goes on to my week <laughs> on a Sunday at 4:30. So that's pretty cool to me. Say man, I'm so I'm so glad this is uh, uh this first episode is gone as well. Like I thought I was I'd be like stuck and be feeling weird all the time, but it's actually pretty fire. So all right, uh, for the people who did listen, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, hit that follow button on Spotify on Anchor. I think we're gonna come out with a YouTube version of this too because that'll be nice. YouTube is a great platform, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. What do you say, <laughs> my guy? Peace, peace, peace for sure, man. Peace, peace for sure. sure. Let's, let's dip. <laughs>